Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Millennial Mind and to these Sunday sessions. If you're new here, thank you for joining. And if you're an OG, thank you for always supporting me. If you haven't already, if you could please press the subscribe button, it would really mean the world to me. So today, we are doing a little Q&A because I posted it on Instagram, and I'm not gonna lie, I find it really hard to do Q&As at the time because I feel you you need to actually take out three or four hours to actually answer all of the questions. There are generally so many and a lot of them are quite similar. But today I'm going to be answering a lot of different ones as well because I actually did it today and last week. And so I don't know when I'm going to release this video, but you got questions from probably a couple of weeks ago will be in here. So let's start with your haircut name. I'm not joking, 90% of my questions are literally about my hair, how I get the volume, how I style it, how I get it cut, and how I get it colored. So let me just break this all down really, really, really simply. I go to Tarek, whose salon is called Taj Hair Studio. It's based in Kensal Rise. I've tagged it multiple times on my Instagram. I'll even put the link here if you want. But essentially, I go to him and I ask him to do loads of layers. He dyes my hair once a year as well. I actually went today, which is why my hair looks semi-okay. Um, but essentially, he puts loads of layers in. He cuts it to the length that I always wanted to. You know, when you go to a hairdresser and they just chop off half your hair. So he always listens. and He's just amazing. I've been going to him for four years now, maybe even more, because I met him at a shoot. I literally loved the way he blow dried my hair and ever since then I've gone to him and he's just incredible. Last year I actually went to someone else because he wasn't available and I really needed to get my hair dye and it was the worst thing I've ever 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 done. It was the biggest mistake I've ever made because they were so rude. They bleached my hair so much I could smell the bleach. My eyes were actually red because of how strong the bleach was. And I just know with Tarot, the quality of the products he uses, he spends so much time on my hair. He's so intricate in all of the details. I know it's always gonna look good and it always lasts me for ages. So I try and go every couple of months, well, four months to get a haircut. But my hair's in quite good condition because I use oil every, every single week, no matter what. I will always put oil in my hair and I use the Fabula Main oil. I also use the Indie Wild oil and I'm actually trying a couple of new ones out. So I haven't used them for a while, so I won't tell you them yet. I'll tell you them when they're good and if I like them. But those two oils are insane and I've been using Fabula Main for a few years and actually Deepa Costa gave me the Indie Wild oil when I recently filmed a podcast with her and it's really, really good. It's very thick in consistency, but I feel like that's very nourishing from your hair. And when you hear the story about how, how her mom kind of built this recipe, it's just really inspiring. So that's the hair stuff. Do I have a daily routine for my mental health? Right, every single day when I wake up, the first thing that I do, and this is actually another question, what do you do when you wake up? I listen to a talk every single day. I've been doing that for years now. And I always listen to some kind of motivational talk, a kind of pump in the morning. It's usually someone like shouting, being like, you have to get up, you have one life. But sometimes it's Oprah, sometimes it's Jay Shetty. I really just type into YouTube morning motivation. And I love it when a compilation comes up and you've got all these different people talking at you. I just love those talks. But I always start my day off with that. I then every single day, every single morning, fill out my performance planner. And the reason that I do that is because the night before, what I've recently started to do is fill out the task list so that when I wake up in the morning, I just fill out my top priorities, my quick wins, and then what I'm grateful for, what my affirmations are, and I fill in my habits. Now, those really help me to feel good when I wake up. When you start your day with gratitude, you just automatically feel good. 
And I feel that on my walk to the gym in the morning, I keep dwelling on the things that I'm grateful for and I keep those affirmations in my mind. I've talked about affirmations, I've talked about gratitude so many times, but I really can't go on about them enough and I think it's such an essential part for me to wake up. So that's definitely something that I do to keep track of my mental wellness. I also go for a walk every day, which really does help now that I'm in London because I generally tend to walk everywhere. And with this weather being so nice, it's really sunny at the moment. Who knows what it'll be like when I release this video. At the moment, it's really sunny. And so walking everywhere makes me feel incredibly, incredibly, incredibly happy. Weirdly, I have started to like cooking. Now, let me just be really clear on this. I do not mean cooking for two hours, but now that I'm living by myself, I really do feel that it's just so nice to make a meal for one. And I love eating healthy foods. I mean, I snack a lot. I do eat a lot of variety of food. I'm not going to say I lose a drunk food because I don't know. I don't like to label foods as like good and bad foods, but like I eat everything basically. But I do love, love salad. And I feel that when I lived at home, if I just had like salad, with pasta in it or cheese in it for dinner, my parents would be like, that's not a sufficient dinner. And then there'd always be something else and I'll just end up eating something else. But now I actually feel like my meals are really healthy because I just love salad all the time. And I love stir fries and I love things like um, poke bowls. And my family didn't like that. So when I would make it, I'd only have to make it for one person. It was just a bit long. Whilst now I make it for two and actually I take the second meal for lunch the next day. On that topic, people have asked me, who am I living with? Am I living with my boyfriend? Am I living by myself? The answer is I'm living with somebody else. I found this flat on spare room. And let me just kind of delve into that because some of the questions are about like my flat and my home. I've wanted to move out for so long, for so, so, so long. I finished uni and I literally came home for a few, how long did I come home for? Yeah, I finished university I came home for a few months and then I was actually traveling loads with my work. So I did four different placements because I was on a graduate scheme. The first placement, actually, I was living at home. The second one, I was living in a hotel Monday to Friday for six months, which was the dream. The third one, I actually came back and lived at home because I was traveling to Bedford every day. Absolute nightmare. Then the fourth one, I moved to Nottingham and then I stayed in Nottingham for two and a half years. So I felt like I was kind of only home for six months and away and then home for six months. And then I moved to Nottingham for two and a half years and then I came back home. And then when I came back home, I traveled for ages because I got voluntary redundancy from Eon, which is the company I was working at before. I got voluntary redundancy, went traveling and then got a job in London. So obviously I was staying at home. In that time, I was like, I need to move out. I really want to move out. Then COVID happened, okay, disaster. And then, you know, in the summer where we were kind of able to move out, I actually had reserved this flat. And then something happened where it wasn't actually right for me to go because someone was really unwell in the family. And so I didn't go. And then ever since then, I just feel like there's always been something that's been happening or, you know, going on in which it's like, "Mm, it's not the right time. I shouldn't really go right now. I should be at home. Um, And you know what? I just thought there's just never going to be a right time. There's always something that is going to pull you back to living with your parents, especially like Indian parents who want you to stay at home until you get married. There's not really that encouragement to be like, go out um, and live by yourself. So I have been wanting to do it for so long. The commute was literally killing me. My office is now in Canary Wharf. I lived in North London. 
Loads of people have been really intrusive, by the way, and being like, where exactly do you live? And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to say exactly where I'm living. But anyway, my office is in Canary Wharf. I was traveling an hour and 10 minutes into the office and I was just exhausted. And you know what? I've always, 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 always wanted to live in like the heart of London. I've always wanted to live like smack back in the middle. I saw this flat. I literally saw it on FaceTime when I was at my bar's house having dinner. She was like, what the hell are you doing? Um, I saw it on FaceTime and I was like, yep, I want it. That evening I went home and I told my parents and I said, listen, I've seen this flat. I'm going to put a deposit down tomorrow. And they were kind of like, okay. And I think because I've told my parents for such a long time that I want to move out, they were almost okay with it. They weren't shocked. They weren't upset. They were very much like, we know you've wanted to do this for so long. So yeah, okay, just do it. I've also packed my bags up multiple times and packed boxes and literally packed up my whole room and the flat has fallen through. It's happened twice to me. I say so many times, but twice is quite a long time to be like to your parents, I'm moving, here's my boxes, I'm going. And then the flat falls through and it's heartbreaking. So I think they almost were a little bit in denial, like, okay, yeah, here we go again. And then on the Saturday, I actually went to go and see the flat and took half my stuff with me because I hadn't seen it in person yet. And I was like, it's a bit silly to put a deposit down on the Friday if I haven't seen it. Saw it on the Saturday. My flatmate is the loveliest person in the entire world. She works in PR and events as well. So really good match. And she has a dog, which is lovely. Saw the flat and I was like, yep, I love it. Pay the deposit there and then move my stuff in. And then moved back, came back home and then moved all my stuff in the following week. And then I had like a million weddings. So I had to stay at home. So my parents didn't really understand that I was moving out. They were like, we don't really understand. You're literally here all the time. But now I've officially kind of like moved in, packed all my stuff, got loads of bits from my room. I never thought I'd be this really particular, tidy person. You know, at home, I'm just a little bit messy. And I think I am actually just as a person a bit like, whatever, I don't really care. I'm really not that particular about things. But in my flat I'm really particular and I think that's because obviously I have my room then we have the living room then we have the kitchen and stuff and we have a garden but I think when you only have like one room you're really particular if that makes sense let's see when eventually hopefully one day I ever get to buy a house who knows in this bloody economy but I'm quite liking this new version of myself I'm like cooking I'm walking everywhere I am just genuinely really happy and that was one of the other questions as well someone said are you happy I genuinely feel that moving out has given me so much freedom, so much independence and just so much flexibility. My parents were never controlling. They would never, ever, ever say to me, you can't go here, you have to be home by this time. I'm always home early. I really don't go out that much. And so that was never an issue, but it's more around waking up in the morning and just doing things 100% on your own terms. I do not have to enter the dishwasher. I do not have to put the clothes out. I do not have to, I don't know, help out with something. I don't have to, they don't have to ask me about our weekend plans or something to organize with Leo. So when I'm working, I feel like I'm 100 million percent focused because there are no distractions. So at home, I feel like there's all those little bits. And look, I was really lucky to live at home for so long. But at the same time, I really f- wish my parents had told me to leave the house at 25 or like force me to like move on because I just feel that it's such a great life school to live alone. And it's the best feeling ever. I have no idea how I'm ever going to live with someone else. I love, love, love living. Like when I say alone, obviously I'm living with someone, but because we're not best friends, we don't have to do things together. I don't have to worry about her dinner. I don't have to ask her for anything. We live our lives very separately. And I just love that. I just love being alone. I know I sound like a weirdo here, but I really just do love doing things by myself. So yeah, moving out has been the best thing ever. Really, really happy. Everything is just a bit of a dream at the moment, if I'm completely honest. So that's all good on that front. Next question. My skincare routine and hair care routine. I've already just explained about my hair, but let me just explain again. I make sure I put oil in it every single week. I put a hair mask in it every single week. I leave the oil in when I go to the gym and I sit in the sauna as well. So I feel like it really absorbs my hair. So that one. And then my skincare, I've actually got... 
a very, very quick and easy skincare routine on my YouTube, so I'll link that video here as well. And you can see how haphazard I am. Another thing though, since moving out, I have been doing skincare every single night, which is unheard of for me. And I genuinely, again, think it's, I just have more time and I don't understand why I have more time and why I can wind down. But I think part of it is to play is I have dinner quite early when I eat by myself. I eat at like 6, 6.30. And then I kind of start winding down at 9 whilst at home. We'd probably eat dinner at like 7.30. And then by the time we clear up, it's like 9. And then I would start doing some work. And then I would get into bed at like 11. And so half the time I was just like, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to go to sleep. And when even take my makeup off, I'd be so tired. But here, I also feel because I'm not traveling as much, I'm not as exhausted. And so I just have more time. So skincare is something I've been doing. Everything is all the details that I use on a maximum basis are in those videos. But every day I do try and use at least the Indie Wild Vitamin C and the, I can't remember what it's called, Bactool, I don't know, don't have to say it. But anyway, the, the AM and PM serum is basically the way to say it. I do use that every single day in an eye cream. And then twice a week, I use a face mask. So I use the Kiehl's turmeric mask. They have a pore mask, which I love, and then an overnight mask as well. Or I use an Orangin's charcoal mask or the Carbon Theory, I think it's called the charcoal mask, mud mask or something like that. I basically use one of those a day, so like one of those a week. So like an exfoliating one and then one to like nourish the skin. And that's basically what I do. I'm really not that particular I would say with skincare either I'm very much like if someone sends me something I'm happy to try it because my skin's really not that sensitive so I've been recently trying this other brand which I really love I can't remember the name of it now classic me but I'm really liking it and I'm feeling like my skin is really glowing so I will when I remember tag it um but I can't remember because I've just started using it I know what the bottle looks like do you know what I mean I'm one of those people that knows what it looks like but can't remember the name and I'm the same with people I know what I know who you are couldn't for the life of me remember your name. So really, really bad with that. How old are you? You are so inspirational. I'm 29. I'm really upset I'm going to be 30 this year. Actually, I'm not. I shouldn't say that. Other people are going to attack me for saying I shouldn't say I'm 30. I just feel that I'm not 30. In my head, when I was younger, I used to think 30-year-olds, like, had everything sorted. I also think I look a bit like a child. And so I don't act like a child, obviously. But I just think sometimes, like... In my head, I thought 30 was really old. So I'm a bit like, oh my God, I'm going to be 30. I haven't really got a house and had kids and got married. It's quite funny that I never thought that I would be here. But anyway, here we are. Everyone has a different life path. And by the way, when I say that, it's not like I'm like panicking about it. I'm just saying that I used to think that at 30, I would have like three kids by now. And if you ask me right now, do I want a kid? Absolutely not. Like I love, love, love kids. I love Ava, Ari and Anushka. They're my nieces and nephews. But do I think I'd be able to hack a kid and do all my work at the same time right now? Absolutely not. So how the hell do people do it? Dunno. Not sure. How do I stay motivated with my work? I have never felt any passion towards anything as much as I do about this podcast. I literally love it. I know that sounds really lame and people are probably like, what's wrong with you? It's just a flipping podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. I would wake up and be here 24-7 if I could. But obviously I have other things to do. But I never feel happier when I come to the studio. I always feel so inspired by all of my guests. And I feel that when you're around positive people, when you're around people you learn from, when you're around good energy, you walk away feeling unbelievable. Now I get to do that two or three times a week. So how can I not love it? I'm just so grateful that I'm able to do this. And I'm so grateful for everyone who's watching this video. And please, 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 if you haven't already, please just tap the like button on this video because it would really help me continue doing this more and I wouldn't have to go to my corporate job. Let's just hope for that. Next one. Which is the place you want to visit and have not visited yet? Mm, Australia. 
really, really want to go there or New Zealand, one of those two places. Haven't been. I've traveled quite a lot. And I actually think that, you know, for the last couple of years, I've really slowed down on traveling. I've canceled a lot of holidays. I rarely go on any. And that's because my work is my, uh, at the moment, something I really want to focus on. And I'm, I'm really happy to do that. I think that if I were to go on holiday for two weeks at the moment, I don't think I would be able to go peacefully because I would be so concerned about everything. And I think once I kind of get into the swing of things in terms of, figuring out how to manage my time and hiring more more and more people then yeah one day i would love to go to australia or new zealand for like two weeks what book am i currently reading i am reading uh how to win an argument something 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 it's by i'm not going to say the name i'm going to butcher it i'm i'm anyway i'll tag it i'm really sorry i'm like really bad at remembering things. i'm reading that book unbelievable really 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 good but again i have struggled in the last two or three days to really pick it up which is why I can't remember because I've just been really busy how do I start my vegetarian journey I love eating nuggets and KFC occasionally um I'm not really sure how to answer that question if I'm completely honest sorry for the angle switches my camera just got too hot and I just decided to have some lunch so really sorry if there is any food in my teeth we'll move on quickly to the next question so how did you manage the salary difference when you left a corporate job? This is actually a really, really interesting question because I thought I would really, really struggle with not having consistent money coming in. And I think that we are trained to believe that we should be having the exact same amount of money coming in every single month. Now, obviously, when I quit my job, I really had to think about multiple things. I was living at home and I took that that option to not move out and live at home so that if it didn't go well I was living at home and I didn't have like massive amount of money coming out and so I really didn't struggle so much because I just pretended that I was essentially saving all of my money I mean I used to save a lot of my money from my corporate job because I used to either put it all into this podcast which is where actually a lot of it went or used to put it into savings and I really am someone who doesn't spend a lot of money like going out and doing stuff like that like I just don't really the only things I spend my money on are like food and clothes and clothes I'm getting really better at actually um I'm using vintage to sell so much stuff and I genuinely feel like it's great but anyway I essentially didn't I essentially had to tell myself that okay you don't really need this money. It wasn't like I was living paycheck to paycheck, fortunately, and I'm obviously privileged to be in that position. So I didn't really think about, you know, I was like, why do I need to see that money in my bank account? Do I really need to see it or do I want to do something I love and build that money up? And in, I would say, three months, I was making more than my salary net, not after tax because I'm not taking all the money out. But net, I was making more than my salary. And so even if I want to take the money out, I have the option to. The reason why I'm not is I'm trying to make this podcast better, invest into the studio, invest into so many different things. But essentially for me, I really had to understand that, you know, a lot of the time we're so scared to take the risk because we're worried that we won't have loads of money coming in. And I did take that risk. And luckily enough, I am making money now, which I've got a whole nother video about how I'm making money from this podcast, which I will share separately. But it is inconsistent. Every single month is completely different. I don't have a guarantee at the moment. If you ask me, am I making any money for June, July, August, September, October, November? No, I'm not. And so you do have to deal with that uncertainty. You do kind of have to fight and survive every single month. And that takes a lot of getting you used to. And especially if one month you earn a lot and then the next month you don't earn as much. We are almost taught that it has to kind of be up and like an upward graph and it should be bigger and better every single month. And that's not necessarily true. And it's definitely not been the case for me. But I think it's mainly a mindset thing that I had to 
really understand before I took that risk and because I wanted to take the risk for so long when I eventually took it I was already very comfortable with the fact that I wasn't going to be getting a consistent income any month and once some months I was going to earn more and some months I was going to earn less and now I have moved out I've managed to make sure I know that I'm getting the minimum amount to pay my rent and like live my lifestyle but also be really careful in terms of not going crazy and buying crazy things because it's not really my objective right now. My objective is to just grow this podcast, make it the best, and then I can think about buying a house or a car or whatever I need. Talk us through your teeth whitening. How does it work in timeline? Okay. My teeth were so bloody yellow because all I do is drink tea and coffee. I don't even think they're like extremely white right now because I've been drinking so much black coffee, so I'm going to re-whiten them. But essentially how it works is I obviously went to Dr. Rona. She's amazing. Has a practice called Chelsea Dental Clinic. Went there. They, it was so cool, by the way. They just took pictures of my teeth. And then within two weeks or a week, I can't even remember how long it was now, they gave me trays that matched my teeth. I was really fascinated by that. I thought it was pretty amazing how it's not like a manual process anymore. But obviously, I'm just like a 90-year-old who thinks that they have to do everything manually. But I was pretty impressed that just from taking photos of my teeth, you could give me essentially like a retainer that you put in. So they basically make these trays. You use this Enlighten. Um, I used Enlighten. You can go for different options, but I went for Enlighten. And it's a gel. And you basically put like a lentil size amount in every like tooth section. And you leave it in overnight. Now, my teeth are quite sensitive. So I did it for two weeks. But there was one night where my teeth were a little bit sensitive. So I didn't do it. And my teeth were so flipping white. They are still quite white. But they were really, really, really white when I got it done. And I think because obviously I have a lot of black coffee, I have a lot of tea, I have a lot of Diet Coke, basically a dentist's nightmare. I think that over time it fades. Now, the best thing about this is that you can keep the trays. And when they give you the gels, you if you keep them in the fridge, you can actually top up your teeth at home. So you just need to leave them for one night and then they'll be like as good as new. So they're really white at the moment. But let's say, for example, I had a wedding or let's say I had like a photo shoot or let's say I had something really important. I wanted them to be like, you know, Ross from Friends White. Then I can put that in. I mean, I'm joking. Obviously, it doesn't go that white. It was really natural. I found the process, honestly, incredible. I could not recommend it enough. It's literally genius. You didn't have to wear it in the day. You wear it overnight. I found them really comfortable to wear at night, by the way. Also, I found it really great because I grind my teeth at night. So I felt like it kind of stopped the grinding of the teeth. And I just felt like it was super, super, super simple. And it didn't hurt my teeth. I did feel a little bit of sensitivity because I tried to do it for two weeks straight in a row. And it was only one day that I took them out. And I thought, oh, my teeth are a bit sensitive. And also, I was a bit lazy that day. And so I just was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. But my teeth were still so, so, so white. And then once you finish that for two weeks, you then go back into the dentist chair. And they basically do like a stronger treatment that can only be done in the chair. And that takes two hours in total, um, or maybe an hour and a half. And essentially, they just put like a higher liquid gel, put it on your teeth, and you sit there. And I just read a book. And that caused me no sensitivity at all. So I thought it was a really great experience. I would 100% recommend. It's really, really easy. It's super quick. And your teeth just look so much better. I was so conscious about my teeth. I was really conscious about my smile. And I think that it's really just helped me to, number one, feel more confident. And two, just smile all the time. I really would smile properly to show you. But I've just had a salad which has rocket and mint in it. And I'm a bit worried that I've got something in my teeth. And if I say cheese, you'll be able to see it. Okay, final question before we end this. Have I started an interview and then not been able to connect with them during it? Yes. And unfortunately, there are interviews I've had to pull. And this is why I'm so particular about people I bring on the podcast. It costs so much money per episode, so much time to edit, so much effort 
because it's not just about recording the episode and the cost of the studio and the lighting and all of that. It's the cost of the editing. It's the cost of the trailer. It's the cost of the clips. Like I have a different short form editor, a different long form editor to send the files to download. I mark every single second of the podcast. Every single second has be, has to be reviewed by me in terms of it's going to be long form, short form, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever. And so if there's a guest that I don't necessarily get along with and I've recorded a podcast with them and then I have to go through the edits to really check it. It's an absolute nightmare and that's why I'm really, really strict about who I bring on because I know if the conversation is going to be powerful, if I'm going to be interested in it, if I enjoy it and if it's going to be valuable, you know, people have to walk away from that podcast being like, wow, I really saw some value in it. I really enjoyed that podcast. It really taught me something. That's the aim of my podcast and so it's really difficult when unfortunately, you know, it happens sometimes where you connect with a guest based on a recommendation and it doesn't work out. And not only is it a waste of time for the guest and really upsetting for the guest because they want their episode to be aired, it's really, but works both ways. And so I'm really, really careful about who I bring on. And that's one of the reasons I don't necessarily take everyone's suggestions, even though I'm very grateful that so many of you want to be on the podcast and so many of you suggest people, it's really hard to take every single person on board because it might just not be the right fit. Those people asking who I'm inspired by, if you don't know that Rashma Sajani is the biggest role model and inspiration of my life, you need to watch my other sort of videos. Because I basically talk about why I started the podcast, how I grew my podcast, all of that stuff in those videos. So if you want to know anything related to the podcast, I've got a separate video on every one of those. So I'd recommend watching that. And then my tips for starting, why I started, all of that. All of that is in the video. Are you full Indian ethnic? You look mixed. No, I'm full Indian. I'm full Gujarati. Both of my parents are Gujarati. They were both born in Africa. Came here when they were very young and ta-da, had me. Have you had any work done or any Botox? No, never. The thing is, though, I'm not against it. And I do sometimes think, oh, I just really want to get a little bit of a lift, you know, or I just want to get my lips done. But I am one of those people that I think once I start, I won't be able to stop. And also, I just really don't go for facials or, you know, use my facial muscles enough. And I think that I probably should do that first before I put any injectables or anything in my body. Anyway, this has been the longest Q&A. I cannot believe that I've talked for this long. And also, I only answered like 50% of the questions. I kind of fumbled them all into one. So really sorry if... um they didn't answer them. I will try and do another one. Let me know if you liked this. Let me know if there's anything else you want to know. And tell me your feedback in the comments. And if you like this video, give it a big thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, please, please, please do. It really helps me. You have no idea how much I appreciate all of you. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you next week. <laughs>